Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, now we have a Chelsea segment where we're speaking with Rasmus, who you may know from Twitter, at Chelsea Rumors. Uh, so th- this season was pretty weird for Chelsea, only briefly, at the start of the season. In like September, October, there were some people asking for Conte to leave. The media were picking up reports he could leave. And then fast forward to the end of the year and you win the title fairly comfortably. Uh, what have you made of Chelsea's season? Well, first of all, I think it was a really strange story when, when that brought about Conte uh, being the next favorite uh, manager to be sacked. Um I remember the betting companies, several of them, they slashed the odds on it. Uh, nobody really understood why, at least not from the Chelsea fans that I spoke to at the time. Um, because I, remember, I don't think any manager has been received as warmly as he was at Chelsea. We were all super excited to see what he would bring. And safe to say that he hasn't disappointed when, uh, when looking back. Um, because I think we all agree that if we get top four this season, it would it would be a massive success considering that we finished 10th uh, in the league last season in what was freak season. Um, the worst champions ever in the Premier League uh, to defend. You know, that was the lowest placement that, that any defending champions had ever finished. Thankfully, um, Leicester have now taken that title, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, but yeah, going back to that, we just lost to... I think it was just after we lost to Liverpool at home that Conte started being rumored out, and it only, you know, it only got worse when we lost to Arsenal away, three uh, 0 It was a really, really bad day. I remember the first half was was terrible, and it seemed like the players were just not buying into Conte's ideas at all. They weren't, they weren't working for him. They weren't doing anything. <laughs> I, what I remember best from that game was the third goal, where Conte. He had to track back, uh, and he he just he was pretty much walking back, and it was a two-on-two. Two. I, I I haven't seen that all season before or since, and I thought to myself, you know, what what's going on here? What are they What are they doing? Where's the fight? And we were really wondering, how are we ever going <laughs> going to make top four at this rate? We were eight <laughs> points behind Manchester City, uh, who had won six and six, and it just very very bleak at that stage but immediately after that we began our amazing winning run uh 13 successive wins in the premier league which is a, a club record and and it took us top table by six points i think uh i remember liverpool being in in second and jürgen klopp uh, he was sort of uh making fun of the fact that you know 
oh, it must be so tough having won 13 games on a row and then you look at the table and there's a team only six points behind you. Well, you know, how did that turn out? <laughs> Pretty well for us. <laughs> um, and obviously you, well, I say you, Kevin, because at Tottenham were our biggest test this season, both mm. in, in the FA Cup and in the league. And we only, I, I think that was probably the best win we had at home was was when we beat you 2-1 in the in November. I remember when when Ericsson scored what was Not a really the good semifinal? goal. Well, the semi-final was was I, I was more thinking of the league. The semi-final was a very strange game as well and, and a, a really good one if you ask me. And uh, I I won't go to the lengths that Jermaine Genius did when he said that Chelsea didn't deserve to win that game, but in the league, it was a really, it was a really, um, really competitive game, and Tottenham have never really looked better than they do right now. So, you know, as everyone knows, you pushed us pretty much all the way. Um, thankfully, West Ham had a helping hand in it, and at the end, made us breathe a bit easier. But, yeah, because um, would have, the lead would have been down to one point if we had won that game uh, no, until you played. Uh, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, but um, you know, we ended up winning the league seven points clear, and nobody—well, a few people—I'll admit I, there were a few of my uh, followers on Twitter who, had, before the season, told me that they expected us to win the title. But I, I admit that I thought they were a bit over the top optimistic at that point. I thought we would probably finish in fourth place, um, behind the two Manchester clubs, and you know, probably behind Arsenal or Liverpool. So to be where we are now, champions is is just brilliant. It's been a, an amazing season, and what Conte's done, it, I don't think we can. Uh, I don't think I have the words to to show my appreciation enough of of just the fact that it's it's been so much fun following the club this season. It's been something that you know that feeling when you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, there's a game tonight, and it just makes your day. That's the feeling I've I've woken up with every single game day this morning this year <laughs> and it's, it's just been just it's just been brilliant uh i think uh it's a lot easier for neutrals to not hate you as well because of antonio conte who is first a brilliant manager he's made me hate you less <laughs> we're both oh. london clubs um I've, I've i just have always loved what conte <laughs> did what he did with arguably the worst italian side ever definitely the worst italian side i've ever seen at the euros um, I thought it was testament to how brilliant he was. And uh, it's annoying to me that he's at Chelsea, but I'm glad to see him in the Premier League. Uh, you mentioned you thought the two Manchester clubs would be in the top four. I think most people did. The difference is that you obviously have a former tie to one of those clubs with Jose Mourinho there. Um, at the start of the season, you know, you said you probably weren't going to hate <clears throat> Mourinho um, after everything he did for the club, which I thought would be the approach of most Chelsea fans. But when you played at Stamford Bridge, there was some abuse going his way how do you feel about him now uh especially considering the fact that they ended up missing top four although they did just make it through uh europa league route and will now be in the champions league next season um well i think any abuse directed towards him uh, is a bit over the top i think it's it's silly i think it's it's actually a bit disrespectful as well but then again he's quite good at, at giving it back and labeling labeling himself as number one judas is number one he said after yeah. After the FA Cup game where we beat them as well, uh, and you know things like that, it, you start to wonder if he actually ever felt 
like Chelsea were a club that um, he respected as much as he commanded respect from Chelsea. Uh, I think I think he has you know a massive ego. Uh, we all knew that all along, but I'm starting to see the other side of it now. Um, the side that especially uh, probably Liverpool fans have seen for a, a long, long time. <laughs> um, and it gets to you, but the, but the reason it gets to me really is because I don't want to hate him. I, I don't want to dislike him. I, I don't hate him. Let me just make that clear. But, you know, I, I, I get tired of all these comments and then he goes out and he says that Chelsea are a defensive team. You know, we've scored... I think 21 <laughs> more goals in the Premier League than his team has. Yeah. It's just it's it's a little bit ridiculous, really, and and it seems almost a bit immature. Uh, he's really obsessed with us in a way, and I think I just I'm I'm not gonna pay him the respect of of showing the same obsession with him. Uh, he's I the ex that well. thought he could do better than you, and then couldn't, and then yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he's on know, your I, Facebook. I, he's on your Instagram every day. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'll be happy for Manchester United to finish, finish second if Chelsea finish first. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mm, I would not have guessed that, but interesting. Um, the big uh, thing the last day of the season, the last two weeks of the season, really, because he scored the goal in the uh, penultimate game, um, John Terry. Longtime captain of the club, obviously not super involved this season, uh, but he is retiring. He's departing the club. Uh, just curious to hear your uh, thoughts on his time at the club and his departure. Um, yeah, it got really emotional. Um, his speech after uh, after the Sunderland game on the pitch was, uh, I think, it, it brought a tear to the eye of, of many a Chelsea fan. <laughs> Even I, I know some some guys on Twitter that are you know they're. They're, well, they pretend to be, you know, big tough guys, and even they admitted that, you know, it was it was very touching to see John Terry. Um, his voice was just cracking up, and yeah, I, I, we're we're all gonna miss him terribly because, you know, whether you like him or not, he's 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 been at the club for for 19 years. Uh, he's won every single trophy uh, available to him. And he's just, he's been a fantastic captain for the club, uh, the most successful ever. And he'll definitely go down in history as a Chelsea great. And whenever a great player leaves your club, it's sad. But when it's a player that has played at the very highest level for so many years and showed the commitment and the loyalty uh, to a club, you know, it's, 
he's what every Chelsea fan would, would play like if they were on the pitch. He's a fan playing for the badge on his chest. You know, he's, he's not, he, he's not in it for the money. Uh, he's, he's not in it for anything else but to win for Chelsea and, and to have that desire and that drive and determination. It's something that we'll, we'll probably not see for a long, long time in any player. And we have some fantastic players that play their heart out on the pitch, but, but nobody really came close to John Terry and, you can see, I mean, the game against Watford where he scores, uh, obviously he committed a, a pretty serious uh, defensive mistake right after, but that will be forgotten in no time. Just the fact that he was up there and he was he was fighting for for every single uh, last cause, you know, it was it was brilliant to see um, see John Terry uh, like that because he <clears throat> he's an example to all the other players. I think he's a he's a big big influence in that. Uh, in that dressing room. So whether, whether we'll miss him results wise is yet to be seen uh, next season and the seasons to come. But as a personality in and around the club, I'm sure he'll, he'll be missed tremendously by everyone there and he'll be missed even more by all, all the supporters around the club. He is, you know, he's, he's Mr. Chelsea and yeah, we're sad to see him go. Yeah, um, Gary Cahill has been wearing the armband uh, when John Terry hasn't been starting, which has been a lot. Do you think that makes him favorite to become the next club captain for Chelsea? Yeah, I definitely think Gary will be the next captain. Um, Some might disagree with that decision. Uh, Personally, I would probably pick someone like Aspilicueta because I think, you know, he's the only only player who played every single minute uh, of every single game in the Premier League this season for us. Um, but to be fair, I think, I think Gary Cahill missed like six minutes or something like that. It was very, very close. Uh, he must be a bit annoyed with that, to be honest, because we talk so much about Aspilicueta being an ever present and to miss it by six minutes is, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But, um, he, uh, he's, he's obviously favorite to, to be the next captain. I think it's, it's also just probably because the club, they recognize that he has a great media presence as well. He interviews well. All these sort of things, I think they matter in, in, in the modern day. Um, he, he's, he's not afraid to, uh, to be a leader on the pitch. He doesn't have the same technical ability as, as John Terry did. He, he's, you know, I'd say nowhere near as good a defender as John Terry was at his prime. But that is, uh, those are big shoes to fill. Uh, as Piliqueta, as a as a player, you you won't find you won't find a better defender in the Premier League. So you might argue that he sets the best example on the pitch. But you know, if Gary Cahill's captain, that that's fine. He's he's a very uh, he's a very loyal servant to the club. Uh, he's a likable guy, and he's he's done really well this season. He started off pretty shaky, but um, in my opinion, and I know many pundits will disagree, and many many people will disagree, but I actually think he's uh, in the latter part part of the season, I think he's been better than David Luiz. Um, so, you know, I, I, I that's a that's con- a that's a battle of narratives. Everybody trying to say that buying Luiz was dumb, but also that Cahill's not that good. <laughs> like uh, commentators that have struggles with you saying that statement that Cahill's been better than Luiz. Like, oh, well, which hot take do I use? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just I think I think essentially what the the big. Uh, 
the big thing here is that the, the system fits them both. Um, so credit to, to Conte, obviously, for that. Um, if he continues that system and if Gary Cahill continues playing as well as he, he did uh, in the second half of the season, then personally, I, I'm fine with him being captain. I, I don't think it, it even matters that much um, who wears the armband. They'll probably all be, you know, telling everybody what they think anyway. I don't think they're going to they're gonna hold back either Aspilicueta or Fabregas or uh, Cahill. Um, Fabregas is, as I just mentioned, personally, I think he, he's a candidate for captain as well because he's, uh, he's very vocal on the pitch and, and he shows a lot of desire whenever he gets on the pitch. Obviously, he doesn't play that many minutes, which doesn't speak in his favor um, regarding the captaincy. But um, he's, he's been brilliant ever since he came to the club. We know what his weaknesses are and we know what his strengths are and that's fine, you know. Um, but he's, uh, personality-wise, a great guy, I feel. Uh, he's uh, he's not going to be captain. I'm 99% sure it's going to be Cahill and that's fine. But I'm just glad that we have, you know, several candidates at least um, because that shows something about the characters in this squad. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um from people that were very important for you this season to the player that was, according to the PFA, the most important for you this season. Uh, N'Golo Kante obviously swept the player awards. Um, both writers, players, and even EA Sports uh, gave him their FIFA Player of the Year. Uh, curious as to what you think of that. We had Jim on, our, our Leicester fan. Um, and, you know, maybe it was a makeup call for last year, or do, do you view... N'Golo Kante, not just as the best player at Chelsea this year, but also in the league. Well, I don't think I could justify Aiden Hazard winning the Player of the Year award ahead of N'Golo Kante. Uh, as good as Hazard has been, I think Kante has uh, matched him um, and a bit more. So I think I think it's fair enough that uh, he's the Player of the Year at Chelsea. Also, you have to consider the fact that we... We finished 10th last season with pretty much the same squad of players. Obviously, Alonso and Moses uh, in particular have, have come back and made... Uh, well, Moses has come back. Alonso has been signed. But they've made big impacts as well. But no one has, has stood out like uh, like N'Golo Kante has. He's uh, he, <laughs> I always think to myself, he must be the most annoying player to play against because he's just... You know, as as Eden Hazard says, he's like a little terrier. You know, he's always he's always in your heels. He's always he's everywhere. He's he must be incredibly annoying because you can't you can't stand still. You can't think for one second before he's all over you. And uh, I saw I I don't remember which pundit it was, but um, I'll give credit to whoever it was. Uh, someone brought up the point that has N'Golo Kante made a sliding tackle this season. And I can't actually remember that he has. Yeah. Um, which is funny, considering that he's a defensive midfielder. Uh, it shows something about his play style. And it's, he reads the game so well. Whether he's the best player in the league, I don't really know. Personally, I, I don't see anyone who's, you know, who stands out more than he does. Um, I think there have been some some very very good individual performances all around in the league. I think Lukaku has done extremely well at Everton, considering the, the players he has around him. They haven't always been, you know, up to scratch. Uh, mm. Certainly not up to his level. Um, I think Harry Kane uh, 
has been very, very good as well. Obviously, 29 goals in 30 games is a magnificent rate. And uh, you have to applaud that as well. I think Dele Ali has been good. I do think that he's probably slightly overhyped because he's English. Um, but, you know, fair enough. He has been very good and he has been very uh, influential in a very good Tottenham side. Alexis uh, as well. 20, goal, uh, 20 and 10 club. I, no, yeah, Alexis has, has had a great season as well. Um, then again, you could argue that you have to take into consideration what have they achieved with the contribution that they've made towards uh, their team. Uh, and Golo Kante, he's a, he's a Premier League champion, second year running. Yeah. And he might win the double tomorrow when we play Arsenal. Which, by the so, way, uh, interested to get your take on this. If you win the double tomorrow, that means you play us in the Community Shield. And do you want to be the first team that falls to Tottenham in a chase for a trophy? <laughs> Sorry, I almost made it. I, 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 I don't I don't understand your question. Why would we fall to Tottenham? <laughs> <laughs> We're the only team that plays well against you. Yeah, I but you, if, if it's another 4-2, you know, that's fine by me. <laughs> well, the unfortunate thing is it's at Wembley. Uh, it is at Wembley, which is home your, stadium. <laughs> your home away from home. What's the opposite of home field advantage? <laughs> home field disadvantage. <laughs> There yeah, is. that's yeah. You you definitely have a serious case of that. I should write an article called "Home Field Disadvantage." It's not a yeah, bad shit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, getting back onto uh, actual topics. Um, hey, I don't know if you've heard uh, last decade or so. Chelsea have a lot of money. Um, so I'm curious mm. to hear uh, how you will be bolstering this squad again next year, and then we'll wrap that up with uh, players you think may make way for some incoming uh, individuals. I'm very curious as to what we're going to be doing this summer as well. Um, we haven't really, I mean, there's been a lot of stories, but there, there are always a lot of stories. Um, we've been linked to Lukaku quite heavily, especially, especially uh, considering the fact that Diego might be on his way out. Um, that'll be one of the big stories of the summer. That's for sure. Um, I think Hazard is, is going to stay. I think, uh, I think he's not quite done at Chelsea yet. So at least another season, uh, but you never really know if Real Madrid come calling and, and, and they put a lot of money on the table and Hazard wants to leave, then it'll probably happen. But I don't actually think he wants to leave. And Chelsea are obviously in, in no uh, financial position where they need to sell. So um, hopefully he stays. Uh, who are we going to sign? Maybe Alexis Sanchez. That's that's the dream anyway, mm. um, because we could use a second. You should have said nicer things about him just now. <laughs> <sighs> well, yeah, I said he had a good season in a bad <laughs> team, and I remember earlier this season he did say something about he wanted to. Uh, he liked London a lot, and he wanted to play in a winning team in London. Uh, I remember <laughs> that sent that sent Chelsea Twitter into a frenzy. It was it was quite funny for about for a few days where you could. You can see the Arsenal fans panicking and the Chelsea fans partying. So that was uh, that was good. Hopefully that will materialize this summer. That would be great because I think one of the main things that uh, we could really use is a second goal scorer, an alternative to the striker. Um, Diego Costa can't do it all in his own. And Hazard, he's, he's scored, I think he scored 16 Premier League goals this season, which is a really good return. But when you consider that Sanchez scored 24 
Um, it wouldn't be bad to have him on, on the right wing, would it? And, and Hazard on the left or in central uh, attacking midfield role. So a few more goals, um, like a natural goal scorer. I think that would be really good for the team. I think that could take us to the next level. And Sanchez is, is one of the best at that. So uh, that's a player I would really like to see come to Chelsea. Also just for the fact that it would annoy Arsenal fans so 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 much and that would be hilarious well you do have champions league football to offer that is true that is that is a good point kevin we do have that <laughs> uh yeah arsenal fans probably not listening to this to begin with but the few that were definitely just turned it off <laughs> yeah. um, if you bring in another attacking player do you think that lends more credence to the willian out stuff uh, well, actually, William, he said yesterday that he was uh, he was a hundred percent sure he was going to be at Chelsea next season. Oh, so uh, no. <laughs> so, is... in a way, I suppose not. And and we've got Pedro as well, and we've got um, we've got a lot of good attacking options. But I just think it's Pedro... interesting because we're heading into a World Cup year, and having that many good players not starting can like this. This is the year in the four year cycle when some players like that start looking elsewhere. But if William said he's not leaving. That's about as close as you can yeah. get. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think Pedro is, is keen on leaving either because he had, he's had a really good season at Chelsea and I think Conte um, likes Pedro a lot as well. Mm. I think uh, he he's sort of our uh, uh, second goal scorer. Obviously, Hazard has scored quite a few more goals than him, but but Pedro, he, he's really produced some magic moments, you know, against, against Tottenham at home, against mm. Everton away, where he just out of nowhere just scores screamers you know and that's something that's something that we don't really have anyone else in the squad that does apart from Nemanja Macic when he plays Spurs at Wembley (laughs) oh my uh, god just the there was somebody sitting behind me at the bars at watching that like oh that was lucky he's never gonna do that again I was like those are basically (laughs) the only goals that Matic scores yeah that that is pretty much all he does way too far out (laughs) yeah it's amazing um but Pedro, uh, by the way, a nice stat on him is that he is the only Chelsea player to reach double figures for assists and goals this season. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he's he's not quite he's not got quite uh, the the goal scoring exploits of of Hazard, and he doesn't quite have the assisting ability of Fabregas. But he's got a bit of both, and he's he's a really good player to have in your squad. Uh, as I'm sure Barcelona fans will agree as well. He, he served uh, served their club tremendously well not always the star of the side well actually never really the star of the side but somebody you always wanted to see in your starting 11 so i hope he's not going to uh, going to look elsewhere um i hope i hope he stays uh, at chelsea and i don't see why he wouldn't yeah uh i think we might bring in another central midfielder we've been linked with uh, bakayoko of uh, monaco oh so you're a football club <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been he's been linked with uh, with pretty much everyone, but uh, it, it it's a rumor that seems to be quite persistent with us. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I'm not quite convinced that he's the finished article yet, and I don't know how well he's going to uh, to be able to adapt to the Premier League. Um, but there's no denying that he has tons of potential and could be one of the best central midfielders in the world uh, a few years from now. So. That would be an interesting transfer. Um, I don't actually think that we need any central defenders, especially with Andreas Christensen coming back from loan. Uh, really high hopes for him. 
um, and hope he, he gets some game time um, in a back three. Obviously, he's been playing that system at Mönchengladbach uh, the entire season, so he's used to it. And uh, no doubt that Conte will, will give him a chance in preseason. Hopefully, he impresses there and he'll, uh, he'll just, you know, um, I don't, I don't really, the problem is I don't really know who he would take over from. It would mm. probably have to be Gary Cahill, but I've just named him as captain. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, Alexis comes in and is your captain day one. Duh. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. He's our, <laughs> no, he's only our captain against Arsenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we used to do with um, uh, Gallas. I never would right, play yeah. Chelsea and Arsenal. We'd give him the armband. Um, <laughs> interesting stuff. Uh, we'll wrap up with what your goals will be next season. Uh, do you think you'll be more focused on the Premier League, more focused on the Champions League, or do you think since you have enough money and a deep enough squad that you can genuinely go in hoping to win both? Um, that's the big question, because if you look at Conte's record at, at uh, Juventus, which was probably the only club you can really compare um, to Chelsea stature-wise, uh, he did really well in the league, won the league every year he was there, but he disappointed in the Champions League. Uh, I don't know if he ever got beyond the quarterfinal stage. I don't actually think he did. So um, I think we'll, uh, we'll definitely look to challenge in the league next season. Everyone knows that Roman Abramovich has a, a mild obsession with the Champions League, so he'll be demanding results there as well. But with the squad that we currently have, um, I don't think there's not enough depth in the squad for us to uh, to seriously challenge on both fronts. Um, I don't think Conte will be happy with us just finishing in the top four in the league next season. So I think he'll expect us to be champions again there um, and certainly try to, to push push it all the way no matter what happens. Um, in Champions League, I, I don't quite know where we are because... We haven't played any of the the big European clubs, obviously, this season. As it's it's difficult to say because, you know, we saw we saw Manchester City get beaten pretty badly by Monaco, um, and are we that much better than Manchester City? I I don't actually know. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how we do in that competition next season. I think we'll probably aim to win the title again next season in the Premier League. And to get, as hopefully, semi-finals in the Champions League, but that that may be a bit optimistic. I don't quite know. Uh, it's a it's a totally new challenge for uh, for Antonio Conte next season, and it's it's going to be as exciting as it has been this season, hopefully. All right. Uh, well, that will do it uh, for this. Congratulations again on winning the title. Uh, where Thank can you. folks find you in the off season? Um, I'll be on Twitter still, uh, where I'm known as at Chelsea Rumors, and I'll be talking about the different uh, transfer stories, especially, and I'll be following the preseason and everything around the, the club. So if that's of any interest, um, I'd be happy to answer any questions or any comments on there at Chelsea Rumors. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rasmus, and uh, I'm sure we'll speak soon. I'm sure we will. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.